Welcome to another edition of The Local Show here on Grassroots Community Network. We want to welcome our TV, online, Facebook, and YouTube audience. Thanks for tuning in this week. We're each week here in Aspen, we feature inspirational locals on America's original public access TV station, Grassroots Community Network. This week, I'm very happy and honored to feature a longtime friend, first-time appearance, believe it or not, on The Local Show, Jacqueline Francis, welcome to the show, Jackie. Thanks, Eric. Thanks for having me. The executive director of the Keeling Curve Prize. Yes. And we're going to talk all about that on the show today. It's really fascinating and amazing work that you guys are doing. But I want to go back just a few years to where you hail from. Where were you born and raised? So I was born on a Marine base in North Carolina when my dad was in the Marines. I okay. lived there 10 months and then... We moved to Ann Arbor, Michigan, where my dad finished law school. Ah. And then in 1971, uh, my family moved to Aspen, Colorado, where I attended <laughs> uh, the Yellow Brick, the Red Brick, oh my gosh. the Middle School, and the High School. Was so, this near, in the Red Brick, was this near where your classroom was? Probably. Do you, do you remember? <laughs> like Chris Kelleher, you know Chris. Yeah. He's like, hey, in fact, I think this was like... Mr. Clapper's classroom or something. Yeah, like it could have been. I was in, in Mr. Vanyan's class, so it was probably, but yeah. So I mean, how did the family move here? Did your dad acquire a job here? Or yes. How did that, okay. My dad was uh, hired as the assistant district attorney in 1971. Oh, okay. So that shift with the law degree and then gets to work in Aspen, then you guys grow up here. Yep. And what, I mean, there's so many things we could talk about growing up in Aspen, but what are just some like highlights of just some of the favorite things about growing up here? Well, we started out living in Snowmass, and we had a horse, and we were allowed to keep it, like, at our house. Nice. So it was fun to have a horse that, Now you know, chickens are a big deal. <laughs> yes, yes. And so that was fun to be able to grow up with a horse. Um, I, of course, learned how to ski quite young, and I've won several of the Aspen Town downhills. So ah. I'm pretty proud of my uh, racing against, like, you know, um, Kate McBride and Katie wow. Harvey which, of course, have both beaten me, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, growing up in Aspen, is, is a, it was a crazy time in the 80s. There yeah. was a lot of fun partying, and yes. you grow up fast. You grow up with a lot of celebrities. My, my yeah. college roommate was Noelle Williams, who was Andy Williams' daughter. Oh, no kidding. So, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, well, I landed here in 82, so I know about those years. Uh, and mm -hmm. it was interesting too because it was a big party time, you know, coming out of the 70s into the 80s. It was a pretty still heyday for ski bums. But then the real estate rise happened right around the mid 80s, mm -hmm. and Aspen started to change, and that change has accelerated, you know, through time with just the amount of money, the different influences of money. Yeah. But we've retained so many amazing things. I always like to say, glass more than half full. You know, no matter what the changes you've seen or experienced in Aspen that may not all be positive, but still so many positive things like the four ski areas, more terrain now, right? and still all the recreational opportunities, many of which have gotten 
improved, you know, over the years. Well, one of the things that I've learned as, you know, growing a little older in this town is uh, the Aspen Center for Physics and the Aspen yes. Institute and the Aspen Music Festival in school and things like that that, I mean, as a, as a young person growing up here, I know they were here, but they, you know, they weren't really a huge part of my life. And now they've become a really huge part of my life that I appreciate so much in right. the unique and amazing aspect of, of Aspen. Right, in, enjoying um, more of Aspen, mind, body, spirit, and we kind of grow into some of these things, like the Aspen Institute. When we're younger, we're like, yeah, I just want to get that 120 days right. <laughs> or whatever right. and go out with that girl tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's like uh, hopefully expanding our horizons, enjoying the fullness that this kind of community, uh, the richness this community offers. So you recreationally, were, you were around when there was like one girl to every ten guys. Yes. So you probably had to compete with that kind of those it, kind of odds. Yeah, it was like a big deal if you got a date. <laughs> you know, it was not a good ratio back then. And it was interesting where I went to college in northern Wisconsin. It's called University of Wisconsin Stout. It was three to one women to men. <laughs> so then moving to Aspen, it was like shocking. It's like we're all the women. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, that was a great great time. Great great ski bum era. Still there are ski bums around. Yeah. You know, so there's still the great aspects are still here. And you know. my sister said she got 160 days this year. No kidding. She teaches skiing, so okay. she was on her skis working. And then that's the, incredible. And then the extended weekends over the <laughs> over yeah. the last month or so. Yeah, it's been quite. I mean, I've heard that the skiing has just been great all the way up till the other day. So we're gonna take a break in, in like a minute. But what are your favorite summer activities? What do you like to do in the summertime? Well, I love to mountain bike, even though I'm not that great at it. I love to road bike. Um, I used to have a dog that I'd hike all the time with, and he just passed away like last, maybe it was two years ago, sadly. Oh, oh um, I'm sorry. Yeah. And I actually do love my job so much, and I love to go to things like the Ideas Fest and the, um, the music and the uh, Center for Physics activities and stuff. Do you go to the music tent on Sunday afternoon? I do. Is that one of your things? Yes. Oh, I love that. I love that. It's so much to look forward to this summer. Yes. And Ideas Fest is this week, right? Yeah, it's coming up. Yeah, it's coming up. Starts in a couple days, I think. Yeah. Okay, well, we got a lot to get to with the Keeling Curve Prize. And that's a mouthful. Yes. <laughs> so we're going to take a quick break, our only break of the show, guys. We'll be right back with the executive director of the Keeling Curve Prize, Jacqueline Francis. We're going to take a quick break. I want to thank my summer underwriters, Aspen Square, Klug Properties, the Independence Pass Foundation, Picking County Landfill, and, of course, Sundog Athletics, near and dear to my heart. We'll go to their messages real quick. If you see these guys around, the owners, or in the case of Independence Pass Foundation, the executive director around town, thank them for supporting the local show and public access TV, featuring inspirational locals each week. We'll be right back. I'm so passionate about this community. I absolutely love living here and raising my family here. It gives me a lot of pride to share this with my friends and my clients and help them achieve their, their dreams of owning an Aspen Snowmass and enjoying this incredible lifestyle. Celebrating another great summer season, Aspen Square Hotel is the hospitality place, featuring fireplace studio suites and larger condominiums with full hotel-style services in the center of downtown Aspen. Aspen Square is proud to support the local show. Curbside recycling is now included with your trash service in Pitkin County. You can reduce your waste footprint and shrink your trash bill by recycling right. 
Learn more at LandfillRules.com. The Independence Pass Foundation. For 30 years, restoring and protecting the ecological, historical, and aesthetic integrity of Independence Pass. To learn more, independencepass.org. Sundog Athletics Aspen's Adventure Sports School is your opportunity to experience the most beautiful adventure locations and gain new skills to be safer, perform better, and have more fun. Fresh updates on mountain and road biking, hiking, canoeing, snowshoeing, and fat biking adventures at sundogathletics.com, Sundog Athletics on Facebook and Instagram. Welcome to here on the local show thanks for sticking with us guys each week on grassroots community network uh very honored to be joined by my friend and former neighbor yes jacqueline francis we call her jackie around town uh-huh. and uh i want to just going real fundamental what's the keeling curve like i hadn't really heard of the keeling curve until like the last couple years and you guys are starting to get the word out more and more can you just kind of give us a little background okay yes i so i founded the the Keeling Curve Prize. And the reason was is I went back to school to get a degree in energy policy and climate finance. And as I was getting my degree, I started realizing that we had solutions in climate all over the place, but uh, there needed to be more sort of motivation and inspiration. And uh, so I decided that a a low-level funding prize might be a really good idea to get people, more people excited about what they're doing and get their stories out there. And the Keeling Curve is uh, the data set that was um, created, started, began in 1958 by Charles David Keeling. And he was a scientist who became one of the foremost atmospheric scientists. And he he would take air and... Um, count the molecules, and then he created this data set called the Keeling Curve, and there was an observatory that was in Mauna Loa where he um, started measuring atmospheric greenhouse gases. And the curve looks like this, and what it does is it changes from summer to winter because of the way the Earth breathes. Interesting. And this is also something that's highlighted in the Al Gore film, Inconvenient Truth, because it's measuring the greenhouse gases in the atmosphere, and it shows that the trend is going in the upward direction. Right, the curve's going up like that, like a steep learning curve. Yes. But it's CO2 in greenhouse gases, right? Yeah. And so I wanted to name the prize after a scientist. Okay. And I chose Charles David Keeling because the idea is to reduce greenhouse gases in the atmosphere. And it's turned out to be really great because people, scientists, immediately like pay attention. When I say the Keeling Curve Prize, they're like, oh, I know the Keeling Curve. I've heard of it. I know Charles David Keeling. Or, you know, tell me more because they have heard of this scientific, it's a very famous scientific depiction of, you know, measuring what's going on in the atmosphere. Right, right. So... (laughs) You could come in. So why, I guess one, one question that would be a logical question is, why not just do like a nonprofit where you're just giving grants out? You know, like you have these, these nonprofits that give environmentally oriented grants or something like that, but you make it more like a prize or a contest, yeah. right? 
So kind of, can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. Uh, the idea was to kind of create that like competitive feeling. Uh -huh. And also it creates energy and enthusiasm, a prize yeah. does. And yeah. a big thing is that grants have a lot of strings attached usually. Okay. And a prize does not. When you oh. win a prize, you won. And you can walk away with the idea that you're, or the project that you're working on, and then focus back on that project. You don't have to follow through with all kinds of extra work. So right. we made it less rigorous in that way in order to understand where these, these organizations are coming from. I mean, they have a lot of work to do, and everyone is underfunded in this space. Right. Everyone. Right. So, you know, I was mindful of that. And I've, I've worked at nonprofits, and I know how hard it is to get grants and what you have to do to get a grant and what you have to do after you've gotten a grant. Right, right. Well, we have different categories. You guys are awarding different categories, and uh, they include carbon capture and utilization, energy access, climate finance, social and cultural impacts, and transportation mm -hmm. is another category. And we've got a great uh, little video that shows the transportation applications, right? The entries yes. for the, the prize, the yeah. for the finalists. Um, so why don't we just go to the uh, clip and we'll all learn more. Reimagining and inventing a cleaner, more efficient travel experience is the goal for finalists in the transportation category. Bridges to Prosperity provides economic mobility to rural communities in developing countries while reducing the need for vehicle infrastructure by building pedestrian footbridges for crucial last-mile connections. Green Gas embeds voluntary carbon offsets into gas purchases in order to raise money for verified carbon reduction and sequestration programs. Jetty uses technology to establish and enforce improved reliability, safety, and security in mass transit systems. This mitigates congestion and waste caused by single passenger transit options. Using technology and finance to decarbonize the rickshaw market, Three Wheels United puts the auto rickshaw drivers first by empowering them to own and operate electric vehicles and to integrate with public transport. Whether confronting mass transit scheduling or pioneering efficient vehicles and their manufacture, these projects are reinventing a new standard for zero emissions transportation. I really like all those finalists. Um, I mean, and you could talk about each one of them, but uh, let's just, I guess, how do you... Um, who judges these uh, applications and kind of how do things kind of proceed to the actual prizes? Okay, so first of all, I was going to say that our award ceremony where we're announcing the winners, and right now we have 20 finalists, and the, the video only showed the four in the one category. Right. But we have 20 finalists, and 10 of them will be winners, and each winner gets $25,000 each. Nice. So that's coming up in um, a little over a week on June 28th. Okay. At Scarlet's, we're going to be announcing the winners. So okay. I just wanted to throw that out there so people understood that that's happening really soon and that there are more than just the, the transportation finalists. There yes. are, are several more. And we okay. have a really amazing and rigorous judging process. 
uh, applicants come through and then the analysts, I have an analyst team that go through all the applications and they go through and, and fine tooth comb, go through all the applications and score them in several different uh, characteristics, like a, a very well-designed matrix. And then through that, the team and myself get together and it's kind of like a, a college um, a college entrance application. Like if you're applying for Stanford and you get picked, it's, it's a similar process. We go through like the numbers and then we actually go through the other things that you can't really um, quantify. Quantify, right. So that's how we pick the finalists. And then the finalists go to our judges who are an international panel of judges. And they, we have one from China, we have one who's from Sri Lanka, and she, is, she represents the least developed countries in the uh, United Nations climate change negotiations. Okay. Uh, we have somebody um, who works on uh, huge carbon tax, like multi-billion dollar carbon tax deals out of D.C. We have, uh, Luca is from... Microsoft. He's the sustainability officer at Microsoft. So these are wow. our judges. Wow. So even getting your application in front of these judges is a big deal. Right. And it's an honor. Yes. I'm sure. Yeah, it's exciting. Yes. And they spend a, a serious amount of time going through the applications, going through what we did with our judging process, and then they are just in the process right now of getting me their votes as to who's going to win. Okay. It's very, it's, it's very exciting. Okay. And we've got a series of images that kind of goes into some of these categories, right? Yes. Um, can you kind of, I guess, give a general description of maybe some of the images uh, that we're going to see? I mean, we'll, we'll have these playing through. Right. You know, while, and I don't exactly know how we're going to run the images, but I do know that like one of the finalists does um, methane detection and they have a small uh, suitcase size thing that they can go up and they can see methane leakage, leakages and that's really important right now because methane is turning out to be such a powerful greenhouse gas yeah. that it's no longer, um, it should no longer be seen as a bridge fuel. It should be seen as a fuel that we're moving past right. because we have things like solar, wind, geothermal, and other right. things that don't have the same kind of impact as methane. So that's a really interesting kind of contraption that they're using. Um, carbon capture and utilization talks a lot about soil sequestration. We're finding out that regenerative agriculture is a really great way to sequester carbon in our natural systems. Okay. One of our finalists does mangrove restoration. Right. And mangroves are an incredibly great tree for carbon sequestration, which is a fabulous solution. It's so natural. And then... Um, Social and cultural impacts is a really great category because it changes the hearts and minds of people. And we have people that are doing podcasts. And Mary Robertson, who's a former president of Ireland, does a okay. podcast. And okay. she's one of our finalists. And then we have another Bridges to Prosperity is one where they're yeah. doing footbridges in, um, in Africa and imagine the carbon footprint of trucks going all the way around to deliver right. things when you can have a footbridge that can you know, eliminate all that kind of carbon footprint right there. So these are really innovative and interesting ways to you know, think about our future of energy, transportation, um, and social and cultural impacts, and how we take the carbon out of the air as well. So how do these applicants find out? I mean, is it just, just word, of, word of mouth and then word through environmental groups and associations? And 
I imagine they hear about the applicants hear about it in a variety of ways. The Keeling Curve Prize. Yeah, it, you know it is. It's surprisingly hard to get the word out, but we're we're getting there. I mean, we're this is our second year, and next year into our third year, I have a feeling we'll we'll be already. People are hearing about us, and okay. they're knowing about us. And I talk to people, and they're like, "Oh yes, I have heard of you," but that does take some time. And yeah. I had a pretty strong network. Uh, and there are people in this valley that have helped me. Chip Cummins has been real helpful in getting the word out. Um, other people, uh, Michael Brune of the Sierra Club is, is somebody that's been helping us get the word out. Carl Pope, who also used to run the Sierra Club, has helped spread the word. So some people that I've met over the years here in the valley have been really helpful to help spread the word. Along with our judges, our advisory council, they help too. It's just, it's just so fascinating, and I, I love that video because that also showed those bridges, the connections. So you're connecting also business, you're connecting schools. That's a big one. Uh, you're taking carbon out of the air because you're eliminating those unnecessary car trips or truck trips. So it's, it's really fascinating. But I guess I want to kind of boil it down, too, to like what can we all do? You know, like you've got these applicants with maybe these grandiose or really creative, innovative ideas. But what can like the day-to-day, -day, just average Joe local, kind of do to maybe lower their carbon footprint? Because a lot of this, we're talking about greenhouse gases and climate change resulting mm -hmm. from that. How can we all kind of do a little bit on our part? You know, we, you and I were just talking about plant your own garden. Yeah. You know, grow your own, grow your own strawberries and, and lettuce or whatever else, the herbs you like. You know, that that's, matters. Just all the herbs are bit. legal, by the way, now. All the herbs are legal. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> Maybe not those. I don't think my association would go for that. But all, their, all kinds of herbs. <laughs> so tomatoes, we were talking a little bit before the show. Yeah. So, yeah, you're talking about locally sourced <laughs> full energy food too, right? And as you start thinking about those kinds of things, you know, I do the silliest things in my own life. Like... I have a paper bag that um, I go to Roxy's Market and get the coffee and grind it and, and then take it home. And I reuse my paper bag every single time. And I go in my own bag and people are like, all right, here she comes with her own frigging <laughs> the bag, lady. bag again. <laughs> and, I mean, you just start thinking that way and it's not that hard. And, you know, you just... Like my, you know, electric car, I never have to go to the gas station, which is so lovely. It's never dirty and, you know, things like that. And you just make those changes in your own life and it just starts feeling good. Right. You start feeling like you're, you're accomplishing something instead of feeling like you're stuck in despair. You know, we know this is a problem and we know it's a big problem. And, and if you start doing little things, you at least start feeling like not so shameful and sad about it. You feel better. I like the little things. You make it simple. Like we talk about in Pristine Riders in the Valley. Pick up one piece of litter each bike ride. Right. Or drive one less day per week. And then you kind of like start to feel good. about. It. It's kind of like when you're in an exercise program, you start to feel the results and you feel more energy and you're losing weight and then it gathers more momentum and you want to do more. Yeah. And in the case of the environment, you want to maybe, maybe I'll just won't drive like six blocks to go exercise at Smuggler. You know, these, right. a lot of these in-house trips, they say 40% of the cars over Castle Creek Bridge are locals every day. Almost half the traffic yeah. is locals. Just kind of driving around. Yeah. And granted, ABC is a couple miles and stuff, but I mean, I think that if we just start small, like you suggest, 
And then it's amazing what can happen. No, I love that you brought up the, the diet analogy because I use that a lot too. And it, it just, like once you start doing it, it makes you feel better. Just yeah. like that kind of thing where you're just like, oh, all right, well, I, I don't mind jumping on my bike and going into town and look at me going all, past all the traffic. Right, you know? right. That's a good feeling too. <laughs> Maybe give a little wave. Yeah. A little Miss America you know, <laughs> wrist. <laughs> Why don't you do that little wrist rotation, you know, as you're going by the cars. Yeah. But yeah, that feels good too. Plus you're saving time. Plus you don't have to hassle with parking. And if you're going to exercise anyway, it's just more exercise. So, and if you feel like you, you know, you just want to um, donate to something, then you can, you know, put money towards um, planting trees or yeah. you know something else that sequesters carbon because that is something that's an effective way that we're going to need in the in the energy puzzle going forward. We're going to have to pull CO two and other greenhouse gases out of the atmosphere. It's it's right. imperative. Right. So if that's something that you want to do that makes you feel better, then go ahead, do that. You know, get in a um, monthly plan of donating money to planting trees or, you know, right. something like the Keeling Curve Prize is a really effective way to lower your carbon footprint. Right, right. Well, um, you know, it, modern society requires certain things. We have to move ourselves about to yes. work, to school, we fly, you know, we travel, we do different things. But there are some things we can do to kind of contribute or give back or mitigate, you know, for some of these carbon effects. Donate to a, I like to support four oceans. You know, that's a great one. They're cleaning up the oceans. Yeah. And there's so many good organizations. Yeah. Uh, we're down to like a minute left, but what do you love most about what you do with the Keeling Curve Prize? You know, I love reading the applications and I love working with the analyst team. And I love finding inspiration in the, um, the people out there that are doing the hard work. And I love being able to actually support them with these prizes. It's so fulfilling. And do you love the award ceremony? Yes. <laughs> Which we want to remind people is going to be uh, June 28th. And is it 4 to 6? It's 4.30 to 6.30. 4.30 to 6.30? At Scarlet's. At Scarlet's. And where's Scarlet's? Scarlet's is above Lululemon, where, um, you know, okay. the, the gap up there above Bootsy oh. Bellows. Oh, okay. And it's, it's owned by the guys who own Bootsy Bellows. Okay, cool. It's a great space. It's beautiful. There'll be afternoon sun. It's a beautiful room. And we have, I mean, we're going to have so many amazing people talking about these solutions and seeing some of the videos that we've done. I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to make it because, I mean, it just, just turns me on to, like, just talk it's about exciting. these kinds of ideas. And now it's time to kind of give back. You know, we've lived a long life. We've derived so much pleasure, especially from nature around Aspen. So let's like give back. Let's I like to say let's nurture nature now, you know, and give something back and take care of what's picking up litter, or maybe donating to a good charitable cause. Nature needs us right now. Nature needs us. <laughs> I like to say now more than ever. Yes. So, um, did you have fun on the show today? Oh, it's fantastic. Thank you for being here. Make <laughs> sure to say uh, hi to my new friend Paula. Yes. Who you work with? And I've got a parting gift for you, Jackie. A couple of reusables. I like to. Now I was thinking about this the other day. When I say from Pickin County landfill reuse, they haven't been used yet, oh. even though they're from the landfill. <laughs> yeah, I mean reusable from the landfill that could have a weird connotation, and single-use cookies. But I, <laughs> but I did use biodegradable wrapping. Uh, um, so a couple of reusables for you. Fantastic. I really like the new kind of tie-dye style, like uh, camp cup. 
this That's is pretty cool. awesome. And look at that, it's squishy. I know, isn't that cool? Yes. Really packable too. <laughs> One of those went right into my camping box. Um, it's gonna go up to Chapman Lake pretty soon. <laughs> so thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. And thanks for all you do. I really appreciate that. Great, I love what I do. It, it sounds like it. Thanks for sharing today, Jackie. And thank you guys for watching this week on The Local Show. I'm so passionate about this community. I absolutely love living here and raising my family here. It gives me a lot of pride to share this with my friends and my clients and help them achieve their, their dreams of owning an Aspen Snowmass and enjoying this incredible lifestyle. Curbside recycling is now included with your trash service in Pitkin County. You can reduce your waste footprint and shrink your trash bill by recycling right. Learn more at LandfillRules.com. The Independence Pass Foundation. For 30 years, restoring and protecting the ecological, historical, and aesthetic integrity of Independence Pass. To learn more, IndependencePass.org. Sundog Athletics, Aspen's Adventure Sports School, is your opportunity to experience the most beautiful adventure locations and gain new skills to be safer, perform better, and have more fun. Fresh updates on mountain and road biking, hiking, canoeing, snowshoeing, and fat biking adventures at sundogathletics.com, Sundog Athletics on Facebook and Instagram. Welcome to